The phrase that we're going to focus on for a few minutes this morning is among the best-known statements in all the epistles. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. If you hope to succeed in any effort in life, this is one of the most important principles that you can focus on. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. You've heard me say many times if you've come to church here, the difference between success and failure in any effort in life is in how you think. If you think right about something, you're very likely to succeed in that thing. If you think wrong about something, you are most likely to fail in that thing. See, when I say that, that the difference between success and failure in any area of life is in how you think, that's more than just, I think I can. It's more than just the power of positive thinking. That's not really what I'm going after when I say that. I'm saying a proper understanding and a proper perspective of what it is you're trying to succeed at will help you to succeed at it. If you think right about something, you're most likely to succeed at it. If you think wrongly or poorly, you are most likely to fail at it. And this statement from Philippians is the right way to think about every effort that you make. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. The principle is directly tied to winning. Let me prove that. Look at verse 14. I press toward the mark for the what? Prize. The reason that the Bible uses that word prize is because he is associating the struggle with victory. And so this principle of forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before is directly tied to winning. This principle will help you to make make you successful in every area where you apply it. If you apply this principle in school, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, if you apply it in school, you will succeed in school. If you apply this principle in your marriage, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, you will be successful in your marriage. If you apply this principle in child rearing, Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, you will be successful in your child rearing. If you apply this principle in your personal growth, self-discipline, building your character, overcoming bad habits, developing good habits, if you apply this principle, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before, you'll be successful in your personal growth. If you apply this principle in your ministry, I believe every Christian ought to have a ministry someplace where you on a weekly basis serve the Lord and bring people to Jesus Christ. If you apply this principle in your ministry, 
Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. You'll be successful in your ministry. If you apply this principle at your job, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth to those things which are before, you'll be successful at your job or your business. If you apply this principle, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth to those things which are before, you'll be successful in your business. Now, this principle has numerous applications. But this morning I want to make one simple application. Listen to this statement, and this statement is the essence of the message here. Always keep your principles in front of you and keep on putting your record behind you. Keep your principles in front of you and keep on putting your record behind you. Your principles are the ideals that you keep on striving for. Whether you achieve your principles or not, whether you achieve those ideals, you keep on striving for those principles. They're the goals that you keep shooting for, though you don't always hit them. If you're going to win, you must always keep the principles that you're striving for in front of you. Your principles are the constants in your life. They don't change. For example, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you're going to be a good Christian, that's a principle that you've got to keep in front of you. If you love me, keep my commandments. The Bible says, pray without ceasing. That means we ought to be bringing things to God all the time. We can't be on our knees all the time, or we can be on our knees more than we are. We can't be vocally talking to God. But listen, any activity that takes you out of the spirit of prayer is something that you ought to be very careful about. I think we can be in a spirit of prayer all the time if we're living right. Pray without ceasing. That is a principle that... Every believer ought to keep before them all the time. Be filled with the Spirit, Ephesians says. That is a principle, spirit fullness, and the command to be filled with the Spirit, to walk in the Spirit, to live a Spirit-filled life. That is a principle that every believer ought to keep in front of us all the time. Abide in me, Jesus said, and let my words abide in you. That is a principle. Abiding in Christ is one of the, the great means of victory in your life. And you ought to keep that principle of abide in me and let my words abide in you. You ought to keep that in front of you all the time. Be ye holy as I am holy. That is a principle that ought to drive and motivate every believer. And these things don't change. We should keep them in front of us all the time. Your success rate, on the other hand, changes all the time. Sometimes you succeed at, if you love me, keep my commandments. Sometimes you fail. How many of you will second that motion? Sometimes I succeed at that. Sometimes I fail. Yeah. Sometimes you succeed at pray without ceasing. Sometimes you fail. Yeah. Sometimes you succeed at be filled with the Spirit. Sometimes you fail. 
Sometimes you succeed at abide in me and let my word abide in you. Sometimes you fail. Sometimes you succeed at be ye holy for I am holy. Sometimes you fail. How many can say with all those things? Yes, those are principles that I want to strive for, but they're things that sometimes I succeed at them and sometimes, no matter what the ratio, whether you succeed nine and fail one or succeed one and fail nine, whatever the ratio, how many of you would agree, those are things that I, as a believer, I ought to strive for, but my success rate is not 100%. Okay, that's unanimous. Your principles don't change. Your record changes daily. So, always keep your principles in front of you. But keep on putting your record behind you. Let me give you an example. A basketball player, if he's going to succeed, he has got to believe that he can score Every time down the floor. And the great basketball players, they do. Every trip down the floor, they determine, I, I, I can score. And uh, the great players, uh, Michael Jordan, I heard Michael Jordan say one time in an interview when he was still playing basketball, uh, the interviewer asked him, is there anybody in basketball that you can't beat? One-on-one. Not, I don't mean in a one-on-one game, but you understand, basketball players, they play man-on-man in off, on offense, and they play man-on-man in defense. So even though it's a team playing a team, when you hit the floor, you know if you're, if you're playing a particular team that you're going up a particular player. If you're a point guard, you'll be, you'll be going one-on-one against the point guard on the other team, on offense and on defense. And every position, if you're the center, you'll be going one-on-one against the center on the other team. And so the, the interviewer said, is there any player in the NBA that when you face him on the court, you can't beat him? And Michael Jordan said, no, no player. And the interviewer said, you know how arrogant that sounds? Michael Jordan said, that's not arrogant. He said, that's how I think every player ought to think. He said, because as soon as I admit that you can beat me, you've beat me already. He said, so I have to believe that I can beat him every time I step onto the floor. And a successful basketball player believes that we can score every time we go on offense. And when we go on defense, we can stop them every single time from scoring. Now, has there ever been a player with 100% shooting percentage that every time he shot, he made it? There has never been a player like that. But the players that, of course, and by the way, positive attitude isn't enough. You've got to work too. You've got to, you've got to have some skills too. But you combine the work ethic with the genuine belief I could potentially score. Not, wait a second. I misstated that. This time down the floor, I can score. Then you don't score. Well, what do you do? You put that last trip behind you. And as you come down the floor this time, you say, this time down the floor, I can score. 
A basketball player has got to believe that every time he gets the ball, he has the ability to score. A baseball player has to believe that every time he steps up to the plate, he can get a hit. But we all know that there has never been a baseball player that got a hit every time he went to the plate. But you still, if you strike out this time, next time you go to the plate, you have to believe, I can get a hit. You have to put last time's performance behind you. And you've got to keep the principle in front of you. I know how to hit. And I can hit this pitcher. You ever watch a team? I don't care who your team is. Your team has gone through a stretch where you say, man, they're just not hitting this guy today. I'll never forget my favorite World Series ever as a Yankee fan, was 1996. And the man who was unhittable in Major League Baseball then was a man named Greg Maddox. Greg Maddox, he was, he was not just a talented athlete. He was like a baseball scientist. You could look on his face and see, you know, there's some Albert Einstein stuff going on up there in his head. And he was just trying to out trick you and outsmart you. And he just, he would, he would look in at the batter and he, you know, he just, he, he would freak you out to see him on TV with the, with the focus and the intensity and the weird. Uh... And sure enough, the first time in, in that series that the Yankees uh, faced Greg Maddox, they couldn't hit the ball. But the next time, and they came back in the series, they dug their way out of a deep hole, and they came back and tied the series in Atlanta on the road. They came back from 0-2 and brought it back to 2-2. And they, at 2-2, two and two, they had to face Greg Maddox. And sure enough, they had made up their minds, we can hit this guy. How does a guy become unhittable? I have a book in my office, a baseball book called, called Unhittable. How does a guy become unhittable? Well, yes, it's skill, and yes, it's hard work, but a part of it is convincing that other team, you can't hit me. And as soon as you let it get into your head, I can't hit him. You're sunk. A baseball player, every time he goes to the plate, has to believe, I know how to hit. I'm a major league hitter. I've worked hard all my life, and this guy can't stop me. But what if he does stop you? The next time up to bat, you've got to say, I know how to hit. I've worked hard all my life. This guy can't stop me. You keep focused on the principle. And keep putting your record behind me. That is exactly what is being addressed when the Bible says, forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. You believe that you can read your Bible for a few minutes every day. And you decide some Sunday or some special meetings that we're having, I am going to begin a habit of reading my Bible every day. You believe you can do it. I can take a few minutes every day to read my Bible. And then you don't. Monday you do. Tuesday you do. Wednesday you don't. You know what you have to do on Thursday? You need to put your failure behind you, but keep the principle in front of you. You believe you can spend time in prayer. Oh, I, I can pray every day. I ought to pray every day. My family needs me to pray every day. My church needs me to pray every day. My city needs me to pray every day. My nation needs me to pray every day. 
I can do this. Then you do it on Monday. Then you do it on Wednesday. In fact, you do it for a couple of weeks and then you don't. The first time that you don't, the first time that you wake up in the morning and realize, man, I didn't pray one time yesterday. You know what you need to do? You need to put your failure behind you and put that, keep the principle. What was the principle? The principle was my family needs me to pray. My church needs me to pray. My my city needs me to pray. My nation needs me to pray. And most importantly, God commands me to pray. That was the principle. So put your failure behind you. Forgetting those things which are behind, put your failure behind you. Put your record behind you. Keep the principle in front of you. I believe I can be faithful to church. Now, if you're like me, that's so ingrained in you. I couldn't stay home. I would be so miserable at home during Sunday school or Sunday morning or Sunday night, Wednesday night. I would not be able. I really wouldn't. It is so ingrained in me. The other day we were coming from the hospital. Usually when we come from Putnam Hospital, we go straight home. That's, that's the normal routine, and we go there every once a week at least. And the other day, though, we were coming back, and, and instead of going home, we were coming straight over here to the church. And Amy was driving because I was trying to stay off the, my foot and keep it, uh, uh, even having my foot on the floor, is, it just, just sitting there is, is uh, harming it, and, or at least keeping it from healing. So we got, I said to Amy, I said, you want to take, take a back way to the church? I said, you got some time for a little scenic route? She said, sure. So I said, all right, go down this road. And we turned up the, uh, the street there to go towards Fair Street in Carmel. And as soon as we're going up that street, I said, uh, I said now, when I was a kid and we first, my, my mother decided to first start going to Patterson Baptist Church. We'd be going to First Baptist Church of Brewster, and they were doing some weird things. Like I remember going to Sunday school and them playing a record player. This was the, the music in Sunday school was uh, Jeremiah was a bullfrog, was a good friend of mine. And uh, I think they, they got the memo to play Joy to the World, but it was the wrong one. Anyway, uh, remember that? <laughs> um, and uh, so things like that. And my father, who wasn't even saved yet, said, uh, Look, I'm not telling you where to go to church, but I really don't want my kids raised there anymore. So uh, when I was four, and my, my mother's uncle had just become the pastor of Patterson Baptist Church, so we had to start driving to, to uh, Patterson every Sunday. Now, the big bridges in Brewster were in the process of being built. And so I'm talking about 84. So there, there, I don't know where 84 was at. I was only four. I don't have any memory of it. All I know is if you could drive 84, you couldn't cross over because those bridges were being built when I was four years old. So to get from our house to Patterson, we had to wind through Brewster and go up into Carmel and turn and go Fair Street up to Route 311 in Patterson. And as soon as the other day we turned onto the road that led to Fair Street, I forget the name of it, right away I said to Amy, I said, this is how I used to go to church when I was four years old. I wasn't looking for some information to share with her. That's what popped into my head. Why? Because it was ingrained in me. Because twice every Sunday we were taking that route to church. That is so a much a part of me. By the way, you would be doing your children a favor if you ingrained it in them, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, we're in church. You would be helping your kids. 
But I understand there's some of you that have gotten saved later in life, or you weren't raised in a routine where church comes first, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. And so getting to church is a struggle for you, not schedule-wise, but just motivated, getting in the routine. Things just seem to come up that, that you wind up always putting first. And you say, man, I hate it, I struggle with it, okay, Decide what your principles are of why it's important for you to be in church faithfully. I don't have time to lay them out here, but there's plenty of principle in the Bible for being to church faithfully when the, when the services are being held. Go after it, but you know what? You're going to fail. That There's going to come a Wednesday night where you forget why. Did you ever forget why you're doing right? I can't remember why I was doing right. <laughs> I can't remember why, why, why was I not going to smoke anymore. Why, why was I not going to watch that TV show anymore? I can't remember why, so let me go ahead and do it. There's going to come a Wednesday night where you can't remember why it was so important for you to, to go to church, and you're, you're going you're to miss. And then you're going to come back to church on Sunday, and the big mouth up front is going to remind you why you wanted to go to church on Wednesday night. You're going to say, oh, yeah, that was it. So what do you do? Put your record behind you. If you're going to resolve to do that again, put your record behind you. Put the principle in front of you. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth under those things which are before. Same with tithing on your income. Same with going soul winning every week. Hey, same with not losing your temper anymore. Same with not gossiping. Can I tell you what's a great principle to live by? It's a hard one. This is hard for, for everybody. Don't talk about people, period. And I mean not even in a positive way. You say, what? I, I don't understand. Because if you talk about people in a positive context, it has, you're, you're at the doorstep of going negative. If I go home every week and at our dinner table we talk about how awesome Brother Freddie is, one of these Sundays he's not going to be so awesome. And so when it's time to talk about how awesome Brother Freddie is, everybody's going to be looking at me like, okay, Dad, tell us how awesome Brother Freddie is after he burped in church today. And I say, uh, well, you know, and then we start talking about Brother Freddie burping in church, and it went from positive to negative. Look, it ought to, it, it ought to make us nervous whenever people who are not present are the topic of our conversation, no matter what the context I know that's, you're like, that's foreign to you. You're like, what are you talking about? Someone once said, weak minds talk about people. Good minds talk about things. Great minds talk about ideas. So you decide, okay, you know what? I'm going to do that. I'm going to quit talking about people, period. I'll talk to their face about them, but our topic of conversation on the way home is not going to be about, uh, you know, such and such and so is, a, is such a good guy because it's going to turn to, now, that other guy on the other hand. And I mean, I've seen that happen a zillion times. We don't talk people. So, okay, I want to kick that habit. So you're going to try it for a little while, and you're going to fail. You want to keep on succeeding at your new, your new effort? Put your record behind you. Keep your principle in front of you. You can list anything you want to. You make up your mind you're not going to look at filth on the Internet. And you succeed on Monday. You succeed on Tuesday. You succeed on Wednesday. Thursday, you fail. 
know what you do? You put your record behind you, focus on the principle, and keep going forward. You make up your mind you're going to be faithful. You're not going to call off work anymore when you're not really sick. Or you're going to be on time for work. You know, when it comes promotion time and your name never comes up, if you're not punctual or you call off, that could be the reason your name doesn't come up for the promotion. Punctuality and dependability are so important to somebody, anybody who's running anything. So you say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to overcome this punctuality thing. You know what happens? We're on time the first day, on time the second day. The third day we're late. And we get discouraged. And Thursday and Friday and the rest of our lives we go right to it. We go, oh, I'll never be on time. No. Focus on the principle. Put your record behind you. By the way, you even need to put your successes behind you. That's actually the context of Philippians 3. Paul's saying, I'm not going to gloat about past successes because those things are but dung when compared to knowing the Lord Jesus Christ. Even your successes can get your eyes off the principle. An athlete will fail. If he dwells on his failures, but he'll also fail if he dwells on his successes. I'm not a big fan of LeBron James. A couple of years ago, I was watching LeBron James when he was still on the heat, and they were, uh, they were in the playoffs, and I was rooting for the other team. And uh, Le- uh, Le- LeBron James scored. You know, I had some awesome dunk. And he stood there and did that, you know, like roaring at the crowd. It was a home game. So he's looking at the crowd. Well, meanwhile, the other team in those couple of seconds while he celebrated and told everybody how awesome he was, inbounded the ball, did a fast break down the floor, and scored on his teammates who were down there taking on five guys with only four, uh, four players. Where's the fifth player? He was down at the other end celebrating his great dunk. I'm saying to you that, that even successes... How many players have you seen that, that they have some great streak and it, they lose sight and they go from a streak to a slump? If you're a sports fan, you've seen that happen. Focus on your principles, not your successes, not your failures. Always keep your principles in front of you. Keep putting your record behind you. As you study people throughout history, it is amazing to me Inventors, explorers, people that have accomplished great things. We only hear about their successes, but you've heard this before. Somebody asked uh, Thomas Edison. He had, he had tried a thousand different ways. You know, when you look inside of a light bulb, and there's that little filament that is the actual thing that the electricity runs through and lights up the room. He was trying to find what that filament would be that would successfully conduct the electricity and turn it into light. And he tried some astronomical number, depending on who's tell the story, it's anywhere from 1,000 to 10,000. But let's go with the low number of 1,000. And after 1,000 tries, he finally found the thing that would cause the light bulb to light up the room. And somebody asked him, wow, Mr. Edison, you, how did you not get discouraged? 
at a thousand failures. And he said, I didn't have a thousand failures. He said, I, ha- I found a thousand ways that won't work before I found the one way that would work. You look at anybody who succeeded wildly. Look at the, the, the story of Walt Disney sometime. And uh, Walt Disney failed. So He had a concept in his brain that he was convinced could make money. And he failed so many times. He came to the point, he was so bankrupt, he was paying his workers with, with uh, checks that were bouncing if he was paying them at all. He got evicted from his apartment, had things repossessed, had his workers quit. At one point was eating out of a garbage can until one day he drew a picture of a mouse that he called, what was that name? Mortimer Mouse. And one of the ladies on his staff said, I don't like that name. So they sat there and went Merle, uh, Mac, Mike, Mickey. And his whole world changed. What keeps people like that focused, keeping your principle in front of you, and keep putting your record behind you, your successes and your failures? Keep your principles in front of you. Keep putting your record behind you. That right there will bring you to success in any area of your life. Now, the most important success you can have is success with God. That's first and foremost. You want to succeed with God? You want to grow spiritually? You want to succeed in your marriage, in your child-rearing, in your ministry? Keep the principle in front of you and keep putting your record behind you, and you will win the prize. Father, I pray that you'd help us today.